We on episode 32, little bit. Okay. So, we are here with episode 32. Um, if you guys follow me on social media, um, you just saw that I announced that I am officially moving to New York. Now, it's real, real this time. Like, it's real, real. You feel me? So, um, I have officially accepted a job offer in New York for my dream company. This job I have, not this job specifically, but this company I have been stalking since I started my graduate program. Um, I knew that eventually long-term I wanted to work for this organization and I had been stalking them specifically as soon as um, the end of my grad program started to come. I was like, okay, let me apply for what fits. Let me apply for the office I want to work at. So I'm moving back to New York. Um, I'm going to be working at my dream location. I am going to be working for my dream company. And I applied for a junior position, but them motherfuckers gave me a senior title, okay? They said, girl, you too good for that shit. We got something better for you. So I'm like, oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, But yeah, it really made me think about uh, specifically imposter syndrome. So for those of y'all who are unfamiliar with what imposter syndrome is, imposter syndrome is... um, the kind of notion or the disbelief that you've earned your accomplishments. Um, And it is the fear that you're going to be discovered as fraudulent or that somebody is going to discover that you are out of place, right? So it's the constant fear. It's really, really irrational. Um, It's just ultimately thinking that you're undeserving of kind of the blessings that God puts into your life for a lack of better words, right? And imposter syndrome is something that I've encountered um, in my adulthood. It's something I've really never experienced before the age of 22, to be quite frank with you. So we're going to get a little bit into that this episode. Um, Really, really honing on this. This is something that I said I wasn't going to talk about for the next few weeks, but why not? All right. So as I've always said, this podcast is a form of therapy for me. It's been heavy on my mind and on my heart. So I need to release that shit. So here's episode 32. All right, guys. So let me just break you off a little bit of story time. Okay. So here is the moment that I realized that I suffered with imposter syndrome. Um, So the first time I really realized that I suffered with imposter syndrome was my first semester in graduate school. Um, I graduated with my two bachelor's degrees from um, an HBCU. So I was only surrounded by primarily African-Americans. And the way that I describe it, I felt pretty much like a big fish in a small pond. Um, I didn't really put much effort into my grades. I didn't really put much effort into kind of my learning environment. I just excelled naturally. Um, And I think that it was in part to do because I was naturally just intelligent. It has something to do in part with because I was charismatic and my professors loved me. Um, And it may just also be my confidence. Like I felt comfortable in that space and in that environment. Um, So, you know, I just felt like I was, you know, a big fish and, and it being in Orangeburg, South Carolina, I mean, it was really, really small. So when in our business department, when people, you know, looked for students for um, different opportunities or different ventures or different speaking engagements, I was amongst the top to be considered because it was such a small environment. Um, There wasn't much competition, to be quite frank. Um, And when I started going to a PWI, um, I felt completely outside of my comfort zone where 
I felt comfortable and I felt safe being in an environment full of my peers and people that looked like me. I felt the same level of discomfort being one of two black girls in my class, being one of three or four African-Americans in, you know, our complete cohort. Like, in, in, like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I felt really, really uncomfortable. Um, I started to doubt the validity of my points and my experiences. I really started to doubt, you know, whether it was worthy of, you know, mention in the academic setting. And it was because I was going to school with people who graduated from some of these really, really top universities. Um, and I just started to doubt kind of my place. Um And as I already mentioned, you know, the biggest thing about imposter syndrome is not just doubting your accomplishments or doubting, you know, I'm saying the achievements that you that you have is more so um, the fear, the irrational fear that someone is going to, quote unquote, find you out. Someone's going to realize that you don't belong. Someone's going to realize that you're putting on ears and you're putting on a front. And I felt like that's what I was doing for the first part of my graduate program. I felt like I had to be someone else and I couldn't be, you know, honest about my perspective and how I saw things. Um, I was really quite reserved for the first couple of weeks of class and that's not who I am. Um... And every time someone would speak in class, like there were times when I just had to, in the middle of class, Google a word that somebody said, because I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I just felt like I could not keep up. Now, mind you, my grades were not poor. My grades were extremely well. Um, You know, my professor seemed to really, really enjoy me and enjoy the content that I had, you know, that I provided in class. But for whatever reason, I just did not feel like I was good enough. And, you know, I went to class with people who already had masters and people who, you know, were working on their doctorate degrees. And I and I, you know, was in class with people who when they spoke about their experiences as far as work was concerned, they were in these high level senior positions. I was an assistant at a law firm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my contribution And even though I had other experiences that could be viewed in a positive way, like you could spin some things, there's always euphemisms for whatever. But honestly, a lot of my professional background was trash. So I didn't feel like I measured up. And it took me a minute to really find my footing and to find my place in that academic environment. And I'm so grateful for one of my professors. Um, She's young. She's black. She's the woman who interviewed me for um, my spot in the Graduate School of Education and Human Development at George Washington University. She was amazing. And she would always talk about, you know, her love of, you know, ratchet, you know, reality television. And she loved the love and hip hop. She loved, you know, all that shit. And she was just so confident in who she is and understanding that, yes, like, I enjoy these, but this is just a part of who I am. And really, really just honoring the duality of her and really just understanding that the, that she was, 
she was parts of a whole, you know what I'm saying? Like there was so many different parts that made up who she was and she lived in that. And I just respected her confidence and her conf, you know what I'm saying? Just how confident she was and who she is. Like I respected that. Um, and she said something because again, she noticed that I was very reserved for the first couple of weeks of class. And, and when she had a conversation with me, Basically, long story short, she told me at the at the end of that conversation that, you know, you're here for a reason and you're you deserve to be here. And I think that after having the conversation with her, really analyzing kind of the work that I did in order to get to that point um, and understanding that, yes, like even though some things came natural to me, I worked for everything that I Every accolade that I had, I worked for it. Um, And she really just made me, you know, understand that regardless of what the paths look like, we were all in the same destination. Me and, you know, my counterparts who graduated from these large PWI universities with all this funding and all these, you know, same different types of just, I don't even know what word to use for it. Like, They had perks at their schools. Like, I didn't come from that. But yet, despite that, we all had the same grades to make it into GW. We all was in the same place as far as our first semester in that cohort. And I felt just a sense of release um, when she kind of made me see that. And realizing that no one person is better than me. Realizing that, you know what I'm saying? That there's nothing that can discredit the work that I did to make it to that point. And it's something that I had to constantly just say just to myself over and over and over again. Um, and then again, because, you know, I love reflection, I realized just the the, tox- the toxic levels of just kind of self-destruction that we really just place into ourselves and into our lives when we start to discredit our own accomplishments and we start to kind of downgrade the hard work that we've done. Um, And I say this time and time again, you spend the most time with yourself. You are with yourself 24-7. There is no way that you can escape yourself, your thoughts, the words that you feed yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so the idea behind imposter syndrome and the idea behind always doubting yourself and always being anxious and fearful of, is somebody going to find me out? Is someone going to realize that I don't belong? Is somebody going to call me out as the fake that I think that I am? You know what I'm saying? We are constantly putting ourselves in a state of continuous abuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm going to be honest with you guys, like the levels of abuse that people talk about in Lifetime movies is not something that I can identify with. Um, In my past, you know, I've had um, instances of physical abuse. I've already shared my sexual abuse um, with you guys. Um, Of course, you know what I'm saying? I've been a victim of like emotional abuse, but at the same time, there was a different level of abuse and a, a victim mindset that happened realizing that I was the abuser you know what I'm saying like there was just it was a different level 
of hurt and of kind of just a feeling of betrayal when I realized that I was the one that was hurting me because, you know what I'm saying, it made me kind of just, I don't know how to explain it, guys. It made me just kind of, I don't know, like, it was hard for me to believe anything else since I was the one that was telling myself these lies. And I, I hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, but again, it's something that I constantly have to affirm in myself that I'm deserving of everything that comes in my way. So I say all that to say this, as I'm gearing up for the new position that I've just accepted, um, when I walked into that building for my final interview, I had mixed emotions, you know, on one hand, I was like, this is what I worked for. This is my prize. On the other hand, I was like, these people are going to see right through me. And I really had to catch myself because I deserve everything. You know what I'm saying? I want it all and I want to claim it all. And it's so funny because I wanted to have a candid conversation with my recruiter and I let her know that, you know, I had a couple of different offers on the table. But yet this organization that I picked had always been at the top of my mind. And she said to me, Kiana, you are amazing. I've spoken to this woman a few times over the course of a month and a half. Like, and she just kept saying to me, Kiana, you are amazing. You have no idea, um, you know, how your combined experiences, the way that you carry yourself, the potential that you have, you will be an asset to any organization that you choose to go to. And I just, I stopped in my tracks, you know, when I was speaking to her because I'm just like, oh my God, thank you. Like, oh, my God, that's so nice of you. But really, it's like (laughs) that bitch was only speaking facts. You feel me? She was only speaking facts. Like, and I think every day I do have to remind myself, like, I'm that bitch. You feel me? I am that bitch, you know? Um, But again, like, really digging myself out of the constant cycle of just, Hatred talk, you know what I'm saying? The you don't deserve to be here. What are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you feel comfortable talking talking to those higher executive people? Like, yes. And I think when, you know, I reflect and I think about just kind of how I used to talk to myself and the things that I used to think about myself when it comes to my self-worth, whether it be in a professional setting or whatever have you, um, I just, I always have to remember that I'm deserving, you know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful that my faith has really carried me such a long way because I understand that everything is part of God's plan and nothing is by mistake and everything is by design. Um, and so I'm grateful for knowing that and for understanding that, um, so I say all that finally to say, if anyone is suffering with any type of imposter syndrome, any type of, you know what I'm saying, negative self-talk, any type of doubt, any type of anxiety, um, over your situation, you know what I'm saying? Definitely first be aware that you're dealing with those things um, understand um, or try to pinpoint the root of kind of where it's coming from, but ultimately seek help for it. Um, 
whatever it is, whatever blessing come comes into your life, whatever blessing, you know, you have in front of you at this moment or whatever blessing is meant to come or will come, you deserve it. You deserve all the good. And I pray whoever is listening to this and everyone who is listening to this, that you continue to reap the harvest of the hard work that you have put in. Again, you are deserving of all the shits. All right? Claim your shit. You feel me? So, you guys, that's been episode 32. Um, if you have also experienced something similar, please let me know. I would love to talk about this with you all. So, my DMs is always open. It goes down in the DMs, but for not the reasons I really wanted to. Like, y'all be coming to me for advice, and y'all be coming to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, with good feedback and all that other shit. But other than that, my DMs be dry. They be Sahara Desert dry. They be, you know, the surroundings of the Pyramid of Giza dry. Just desert dry. But I digress. Valentine's Day is coming up, so you know I, I I feel it the most, but whatever. Um, but yeah, guys, so definitely let me know your stories. Um, also speaking of things that are coming up, so if you've really been shooting me in a gym, um, and you guys have been there from episode one, now let me tell you how iTunes played the fuck out of me. So, or Apple Podcasts, I should say. So, um, I had to re-release all of my early episodes on October the 13th. Um, The very first original date of my podcast release was February the 25th. Um, On the 25th, I released four episodes. Um, So four episodes came out on February the 25th. And and Apple, they played me. Um, There was a glitch in early October, and I realized that my episodes weren't updating. I realized that the cover art was wrong. There was a lot of things that was going on. So I had to take all, I think it was either 13 or 14 episodes at that time, off of my platform um, and re-release everything. So if you see episodes 1 through 13 or episodes 1 through 14, they say October the 13th. They fucked with me, all right? Either way, the one-year anniversary of Overly Ambitious Podcast is coming up very, very, very soon. Um, So, again, I want to hear from all of you guys regarding kind of what's helped you, um, you know, give me constructive criticism if you want. I'll take it. But I really just want to hear from you guys. Um, The first episode, of course, is still the number one rated episode. And surprisingly, you know, there's some some recent episodes that's come a close second. But the number of downloads that we've gotten, the number of average listens per episode that we've gotten is has far surpassed anything that I ever thought was imaginable when it came to this platform. Um, I'm really, really excited about new things to come in the year two of OA podcast. Um, and again, I just really want to thank everyone for listening um, every single week or for binge listening um, when you guys have missed a few weeks. Either way, I appreciate you guys listening. I feel as though God is really moving in my life and really helping me to live out one of the purposes that he's kind of blessed me with 
through this platform. And I really just want to touch as many people as I can. I want to help as many people as I can just get through some of the similar experiences that I've been through. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions about any type of topics that you want to um, hear, anything you want me to cover, my advice about anything, um, this is something I did early on in my podcast and it's something that I kind of want to bring back. So if you guys want me to touch on anything, of course, make my DMs light up. You feel me? Let me know. But thank you all for listening. This has been episode 32 and I love you guys.